Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Think Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. How's it going? I'm very good, thank you, Tom. How about yourself? Yes, not too bad, not too bad. In a way, this week, of course. Of course. And the most important question, were there any Think Parks involved in your particular trip? Uh, no theme parks uh, involved. I did go and visit the local uh, amusement centre uh, area at the uh, seaside town that I was in. They had a couple of rides, but unfortunately uh, the roller coaster was not made for adults by themselves. Uh, it must be accompanied by a child, unfortunately. Is that an actual like size, like a height restriction? Or just a sort of, it would be a bit weird if you came on in by yourself, mate, restriction. Uh, yeah, I think it's the, it's the latter of those. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, that sounds like uh, discrimination to me, I think. If you want oh, yes. to feel like a kid, even if just for 30 seconds, I don't know why people feel the need to stop you, frankly. But, oh Who well. Yeah. Were, there, were there anything Park-esque experiences to be had at all? In uh, where were you exactly, anyway? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was in uh, North Wales, in the kind of uh, in southern Snowdonia, uh, in a place called Barmouth, ah. um, or, or or as I think it's said in Welsh, Abermore. Was there a roller coaster yeah. in Snowdonia with a like a, a broken yeti? Uh, there was n- there was not, unfortunately, no. Uh, we did go on the tr- on one of the trains though, so ah. it's basically Disneyland. Well, yes, that's 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 theme park esque, I would say. I'll accept that as an answer. Um, we went on a boat as well. That's like a was there a drop? You can do that at Disney. There was no drop. Were there no. any singing animals? Uh, no, we didn't see many animals. If I'm honest, on the boat, ah. um, we did we did stop to talk to the local fishermen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Halfway out to sea, that was cool. That's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. Any extravagant food? I had a, I had a pretty pretty uh, American-ish burger. Um, had okay. onion rings and uh, all the trimmings inside of it. Uh, that's about it, really. Yeah. I, I did not have anything park-esque experiences other than uh, I guess I did I, I did spend a long time in a queue. Uh, unfortunately, it Lovely. was all on the motorway. So oh. that kind of killed the vibe somewhat, but yeah. Other than that, yeah, not not really anything theme park related going on. Unfortunately, it seems like it seems like, believe it or not, all the actual theme park news this week has come from an actual theme park. Uh, some would say what? the OG theme park resort being Disneyland, and specifically. Oh. California Adventure, where Avengers Campus mm. has finally opened. About bloody time. <laughs> I know, I know. It, like last year was meant to be a pretty big Marvel year and there ended up being nothing. And all of the things <laughs> that were going to make last year a big Marvel year literally just got pushed to 2021. So we've already had WandaVision. We've already had uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
We're getting Loki in a few days. We're getting Black Widow in a few mm -hmm. weeks. Now we've got Avengers Campus. Then there's about three other films, I think, due out after Black Widow. And maybe another TV show or two as well. I, I've honestly kind of lost track because there's just so much of it. But yeah, Avengers Campus, maybe the highlight. Uh, I think as far as we're concerned, probably the highlight of the Marvel release mm. schedule this year. And so. we've kind of been drip-fed information over the past sort of year. We had Carly Wiesel on the show probably about a year ago, maybe just over even, because she had had a sort of behind-the-scenes tour as part of the media to see what it was all about, because at the time it was only a few weeks from opening. And uh, I saw uh, she was tweeting away this week, uh, having been at the grand opening and was doing a little tour on her Instagram and basically said as much like, I've been sitting on all this information for an entire year, uh, desperately trying to remember everything that I was told. Uh, because, yeah, I had imagined to have like a press preview uh, over a year after you then turn up for the actual opening uh, over a year before even. Must be pretty weird, but it's been yeah, happening sure. all, all over the gaff. Like a, <laughs> a Quiet Place 2, I believe, was seen by critics over a year ago uh, and they oh, all wrote wow. their reviews and then all, all of a sudden the embargo got pushed <laughs> by a year. <laughs> so uh, it's been a weird time. What can you say? Uh, but now that people have actually in there and have uh, been able to experience, I guess, what's new, because... I. Am I right in thinking that some of the stuff that is considered part of Avengers Campus is stuff that was there already, such as Guardians Mission Breakout, the Tower of Terror re-theme, is that considered part of Avengers Campus? Uh, yes, technically speaking, it is. Mm. Uh, I guess they probably no. already had some... Did they already have some Marvel meet and greets there? I'd imagine they must have had some. Yes, yeah. Well, actually, Josh, if you wanted to be super cynical about it, there's always been some Marvel content there because, as far as I can see, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, is just a repaint of Toy Story Mania. Ooh. Ooh, zing. Imagine, imagine making your e-ticket Marvel Spider-Man attraction nothing more than a re-theme of an old Toy Story ride rather than have it be a groundbreaking, one-of-a-kind, best-ride-in-the-world kind of experience. I guess I guess that's and, not for everyone, Josh. And make it pay to win. And make it pay to win, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I've I've I haven't even ridden it. I've already nailed my colours to the mast. Um <laughs> long live the amazing adventures of Spider Man, is all I'm saying. Yes. Um I do think while I do agree with you, the ride is Clearly a st progression, a step up in technology compared to Midway Mania. You are using your it does. The hand tracking seems to be working pretty good. Um, and you can grab basically any part of the scenery uh, in the scene and put it towards you, like boxes or uh, panels of glass or anything like that. So it's you can do some real carnage on some of these scenes. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was being overly cynical uh, for uh, dramatic effect. I, I, I also think this actually looks... Um, pretty good. I do like the whole pre-show stuff with Tom Holland. I think we talked at the time when it was announced he was going to do it that he has got plenty of, uh, and I think most of the MCU cast actually, if they were to draw on any of the other actors for future attractions, they all have pretty good thing park pre-show energy. <laughs> it's like yes, it's like a requirement of getting a job in a Marvel film. <laughs> it's like 
And in a couple of years' time, if we need you for a theme park ride, just give us your best, you know, talking to theme park visitors kind of thing, you know. Uh, Tom Holland definitely has it. Robert Downey Jr. probably has it. Chris Evans Chris Evans could do it, but he's got a dead panic like his uh, safety videos in Spider-Man. That'd yep. be pretty good fun. So... Yes, I, I I enjoyed the I enjoyed what I've seen of the pre-show and and I I think I like the setup as well of just the whole land in general being that you're kind of on a day trip to to a new Avengers campus and uh, obviously the setup for the Spider-Man ride if you haven't already heard is that basically a load of spider bots that have been worked on uh, by uh, Web, which is an acronym for something or other. Uh, the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, I think, off the top of my head. And, oh, you're uh, correct, yes. And Peter Parker is, is is working there and helping to train young engineers to kind of uh, kit out, I guess, future crime fighters. And uh, it all goes it all goes terribly wrong. Loads of spider bots escape, and you've got to help him round them up by firing webs with your hands. Uh, there's no guns or anything. You can buy web shooters, as you say, Josh. Pay to win. Uh, pay to bloody win. But otherwise, it does use this cool motion tracker stuff. And it seems to me like you'll get out what you put in. I have seen videos of people just seeming like they're randomly flailing and it looks really silly. Uh, but then I've also seen videos yeah. of people really putting their heart and soul into it and doing the proper Spider-Man pose. And when you do it like that, it all of a sudden looks a lot more fun. So I think it's one of yes. those kinds of rides, which is always the case with these shooting ups. I think like Men in Black, you can play it pretty like straight and narrow, or you can have a bit more fun with it and kind of ham it up, which is uh, the only way to experience these kinds of rides, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, well, what, what do you make of it beyond the sort of motion tracking stuff, which, as you say, looks like it works pretty well? Um, do you think this is using the like Unreal Engine stuff that they have used on the Star Wars rides that have opened over the last couple of years or is this something more in-house and more like what we've seen before on Midway Mania and things like that? I would say probably does use that technology, the, uh, the, the, um, yeah, um, Unreal Engine stuff because of the destructibility in the environment. It seems very much like it's, you you got to go to that extra level, right, to get that sort of stuff, and that seems like something that using the Unreal Engine for just makes sense. Whereas designing your own uh, engine for that doesn't make much sense to me personally. And just the level of it, it just seems that you know makes sense that sort of stuff. Um, I thought that you know there seems to be maybe twelve people to a car when COVID's over, six people either side, which seems like a lot of people. Uh, it's a lot more than Midway Mania, I believe. Yeah, I, I could I'm, be wrong there. I feel like I'm misremembering. Is Midway Mania like just two rows of two? Is it like, or is it, or is it just two per yeah. car? I can't remember. I don't remember being on Midway Mania and having another party with me in the car. I only ever remember it ever being people that I'm it's, with. Isn't it? It it's two. It's weird because it's like two by two, to back to back. But then you're sort of like half connect. You're like connected to another car. That's that, also two by two. That, that might be right. Yeah, I'm misremembering and I'm too tired to dive deep enough into my brain to <laughs> properly remember. But yeah, I think that sounds right. Um, whereas, yeah, this looks like you're loading either side of it with six people by my rough calculations on a freeze frame of a video, which big throughput. 
that was to tell me. Yeah, you would you would hope so. Like when it's at full capacity, because obviously this is one of these. Uh, what is that ticket system we talked about last week that we hate? You know, um, it's it's got the kind of same reserve your place in the queue system as as the newer Star Wars rides and oh, um, uh, virtual queue. Yeah, and it all that you know as as we we had a good long rant about that yeah. last week. Yeah, and it, it creates it can create real frustrations for people and can sort of um, feel like a weight on their day rather than giving them something to look forward to. And yes. so. If the throughput is good and lots of people are able to get through this, especially when it's operating at full capacity, that would alleviate some of the problems created by having this queue system. But I guess for now, if they're limiting how many people can go on each uh, car, there, there could be some problems there. But I think the, the ride vehicles actually look a little bit like big sofas. Uh, it looks like there is. It looks like there is quite a lot of space for each person on there. Like you're not going to be super cramped up, which is quite nice. So, which I guess is important because everyone's going to be flailing their arms around if you are all super tightly packed up against one another, like a pack of sardines, which is the case on a lot of rides like this. Uh, you would probably be smashing each other in the face fairly regularly. So I'd imagine that's something that they have taken into account. Uh, they're quite spacious ride vehicles all things considered and um, yeah i think it's, it's kind of hard to tell for certain in these covid times when they're obviously they're load, only loading like one party to a row by mm. looks of things i think you're I, th- I mean i think you're talking maybe a little bit wider than say star tours it's probably probably where you're at it's sort of star tours sort of levels of um compactness i mean like i say i think it, it would it would seem like a ride that would benefit from you having a little bit of wiggle room, even when it is at yeah. full capacity, just because of the nature of the ride. And if you're not able to put your full heart and soul into it because you feel like you're going to elbow someone in the head, uh, then um, then that's something that they should have thought of. And and I, I'd imagine, given the uh, the uh, the the experience and the um, the thought that the Imagineers put into the, these rides. That probably is something that they would have thought of. Uh, it's also worth noting that it's all about teamwork, Josh. Uh, you don't get individual scores. So even though you right. can buy those web shooters and you can, you could theoretically find it easy to get high scores using those things because it unlocks the ability to sort of fire webs faster, fire multiple webs and targets uh, that you're aiming for. Uh, the score that comes up at the end of the ride is a cumulative score for the whole car. So I don't okay. know whether that makes those web shooters less appealing. You know, if you're going to be dragged down by your useless family and friends anyway, Ugh. what's the point of spending extra to get a better score that you that will never? I don't know if they. I don't know if it surfaces anywhere how you did individually. Or if you just have literally no idea and only know how you've done as a complete car. Yeah, maybe they can't figure out... Maybe the technology isn't good enough to figure out who's who. Oh, yeah, maybe. So they maybe. can see your hands, but they can't figure out people. Connect figured this out about eight years ago, Josh. That's very true. Uh, It'd be quite funny if they just had, like, eight Connect set up. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is where Connect went. Microsoft licensed yeah. the tech to Disney for theme park rides. Can you imagine? Because it gets used in like um, medical situations already. So does it? Does it already? 
It's yeah. Connect is leading the fight back against coronavirus. Just nobody knows it yet. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Used to only be good for showing us the bottom of Avatar's shoes. And now it's uh, <laughs> Bam. defeating pandemics. Uh, oh, that's coming up soon. I must admit. Oh, E3. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Get hyped. Hoping for some theme park news, Josh. Actually, just a brief tangent. I did I did see, just talking about theme parks, uh, sorry, video games, and it got me thinking. Uh, there was a leak this week for a new game from the Two Point team. So Two Point Hospital came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Very well received. Um, it's a st- Two Point Studios is uh, made up of veterans from Bullfrog and Lionhead who worked on Theme Hospital, Black and White, um, the movies uh, and Thing Park, uh, of theme course. Park. Uh, two Point Hospital, uh, if the leaks are to be believed, and I think they should be because it, it seemed like it, it was literally a listing on the Microsoft Store complete with screenshots. Uh, two Point Campus is going to be their next thing. But given yes. the legacy of this studio and this team and what they've worked on before, is there room, is there room in the market for another Thing Park game? Do you think Two Point Thing oh. Park could be a thing? At some point. I don't super see a spot for them, only because I think uh, you don't necessarily go into the... You, you'd have to build roller coasters and that sort of stuff, I think, for for the modern market. And I just don't think that's what the these like two-point games are about. So you'd be very much more of the management sim rather than... Uh, building theme parks and that sort of thing. In which case, I do sure wonder if, if there's space for it because I think the two, you know, Park Tech and Planet Coaster do lean heavily towards the creative side of things. Planet Coaster probably even more so. I mean, they do both have campaigns with objectives, but I'm not sure that's what people are really turning up for. Maybe there is space for a theme park game that skews more towards the objective, objective-based gameplay rather than purely creativity i just yeah, really I think, like i, I love the art style of two-point hospital i'd love to see that applied to a yeah. theme park game it's really cool i just yeah. don't know if there is much market for that maybe not maybe not but, but, you know maybe they'll do it we'll have to wait and see yeah and it seems, it seems very i mean they've ported two-point hospital all over the place so you could yeah you know, the idea of a of a theme park game in this style on switch is exciting to me. That'd yeah, be really good fun. It was literally just mm. a thought that I had when I saw that Two Point Campus was apparently a thing, and it made it just got me thinking. Ah, oh, what could the rest? You know, if they are just committed to making this type of game, Two Point something or other, could Two Point Thing Park ever be? Who knows? Um, I haven't downloaded. I've never. I haven't played it yet. I haven't had a chance. What Two Point Hospital? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good fun actually. Uh, I I have played it on Mac. I haven't played the console versions, but it does seem like the type of game that would be right at home, certainly on Switch. So, yeah, yeah sure. I, I recommend checking it out when you get a chance. Anyway, back to Avengers Campus. So, yeah, the Spider-Man ride, I think, as ever, it's difficult for us to talk about rides in huge amounts of depth or detail when we haven't been on them. Uh, mm. I've reached out to some people to see if we can get some... Uh, someone on the show with first-hand experience of, of Spider-Man and also, of course, of the land in general. Uh, and, of course, I will report back with any developments on that, uh, hopefully over the next uh, week or two. But until then, um, the rest of the land then. So I guess uh, it's kind of the, 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 the three other prongs to this Avengers Campus for now in terms of new stuff, I would say, are the character experiences, the merch, and the food 
Uh, I think the character experiences are probably the most impressive part of this whole land to me. Like when I think of the character experiences at Marvel Superhero Island, for example, uh, they've remained much the same this whole time. You have these superheroes driving in on quad bikes, which has always been a bit weird. Uh, the suits, I don't yeah. think have... I, I like, in a way, how quaint they are, and they are, of course, more of what they are, inspired by the original comic books and some of those old animated series rather than any movies. Um, but the costumes haven't aged amazingly. Some look better than others. Uh, and, and, and it's all, you know, it does feel... That side of Marvel Super Island does feel dated uh, in a in quite a quaint way, but it, but it does feel dated. Whereas what we've got going on at Avengers Campus with Doctor Strange, with Spider-Man, uh, to name but two, is a big yep. step up. You've essentially got a magic show with Doctor Strange and the Spider-Man stuff... Uh, Josh, you reckon it's like the highlight of this whole place by the sounds of it? Yeah, it looks looks really cleverly, like really well done. Bit of like, I can't remember the word for it now, where you know, back and forth with the audience, um, which seems to play off really well considering I think it's dubbed. I think the word you're looking for, Josh, um, is banter. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> and then they do, which we've spoken about before, the uh, anim- uh, audio animatronic that flies through the air as Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, it looks so good. It does. It looks almost too good to be true. Yeah, I, it looks like a real person. Yeah. It's very, very convincing. And I'd yeah. imagine if you turned off absolutely none the wiser, I'm sure you probably will fool people. I think there will be people that, you know, who, who don't know about this stuff and more casual, these casual theme park fans... Uh, they probably would think they probably will think it's a person and they'll probably think how the hell yeah. how the hell have they managed that and that's incredible <laughs> they've actually made Spider-Man <laughs> yeah but the uh, the nuance in the movement is kind of yeah. amazing like it would have been enough just to see it flying through the air because it's you know a very big dramatic moment but it but yeah, the kind of nuance that is also in the smaller movements as he's flying through the air, or what make it look so convincing. Like it's 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 if you haven't seen it, it's well worth looking up. But yeah, essentially, and the transition between the live stunt actor and the the animatronic is pretty well done, actually. Like it's fairly seamless. Yes, yeah, for sure. You know, you get this tech, add it in with uh, some of the other you know robots from around the world, and you can create a Terminator to end human civilization as we know it. It's probably what we deserve. Uh, it's probably for the best yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, and if I'm going to go, I'd get taken out by a by a robot Spider Man. That seems like yeah, fun. a pretty fun way to to bow out, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I, I, I guess this is the only use for that tech right now. You know, this um, kind of set routine. And I wonder if at some point the tech will get to a point where they can be used more widely in the parks and kind of more on demand. I basically wanted a situation where you can have one of these Spider-Man robots chilling on a roof almost at all times, just so you can have guys down on ground level like in the film going, Hey, Spider-Man! do a flip and he'll just do a flip <laughs> on command rather than it be yeah. part of this like structured show 
type thing, which presumably takes place a couple times a day. But for now, it's pretty cool, and I'm excited to see where the tech where the tech goes. And I guess this was tech that was first shown off in the uh, One Day at Disney shorts, right, on Disney Plus. So yeah, pretty much worth right? keeping an eye yeah. on that if they start releasing new episodes to um, you know get little glimpses at the future of the parks through those shows. Obviously, do you think it's something they could ever use on rides? Uh, oh god, um, I think it might be a bit hairy. You mm. could probably do it. I reckon you could probably do it as long as there wasn't. You'd have to have like a, a straight away, I guess, on the ride, mm. so that the animatronic could do something next to the next to you. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably. Um, but that's cool. The sound alike's really good. The Tom Holland like voice. I mean, to the point where I wondered if it was just dubbed. But you, you reckon it's a it's a sound alike and a very good one at that. Well, he's he very much does sound. He sounds excellent. Uh, you know, when you put uh, so w- once he climbs down from the roof, he comes uh, to like a f- spot where you can get photos of him, mm. and he's sort of interacting with the audience still. And he's he sounds like Tom Holland in the Spider-Man films. If I'm honest, I would say he sounds more like Tom Holland in the Spider-Man films than Tom Holland does on the Spider-Man Q line. <laughs> Tom Holland has been out Tom Hollanded by someone who isn't even Tom Holland. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, was it the the old joke or about? Is it Stan Laurel? I think it was maybe something like that. Entered a Stan a Laurel and Hardy competition, a lookalike competition. He came second. <laughs> uh, that's Tom uh, Holland right here. Speaking of other good lookalikes, Josh, the uh, Doctor Strange uh, that you see in the mysteries of the mystic arts show uh also pretty good the sound alike i th- mm. think is also pretty good but it, just from a lookalike perspective certainly just fr- you know from a sort of wide uh, a wide angle uh a very decent benedict cumberbatch and obviously benedict cumberbatch is a very distinctive looking guy uh so you'd think it would be quite difficult to uh, find someone who can step into his shoes but yeah it's clearly not benedict cumberbatch but I definitely bought this actor as Doctor Strange. I think that also speaks to the fact that the costumes across the whole land are really, really good. Like from Spider-Man yep. to Doctor Strange, the Dora Malai are also really good. And if you told me that they had just got the film people to make the costumes for the Thing Park, maybe that is what's happened. I would believe it because they look that good. I was very impressed. Uh, what, what do you make of what you've seen of the Doctor Strange uh, show is it, again it's kind of a live show that you gather around to watch just taking place in a section of the land it's not like a set stage area i am not a fan of magic shows why do you hate fun i thought tell us why it, it, I, they're just not very good most of the time <laughs> uh, yeah and i feel like dr strange is above magic tricks Right. Very much reminds me of the uh, line from mm. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. With uh, Gandalf, you know, I'm not a conjurer of cheap tricks. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, Doctor Strange has very much been reduced to uh, being a conjurer of cheap tricks. Yeah, it does It does seem that way, alas. What else is going on at this place? Uh, you got Doctor Strange, you got Spider-Man, uh, you got the Dora Malai wandering around... Uh, I'm sure there'll be other character experiences. I saw people going wild for the new Captain America, uh, as played by Sam, which was fun to see. 
uh, the reaction to that's been really positive since that show. Uh, since, cool. the, since the first season of that show ended yeah a few of them did go to the That's opening it. ceremony of the land also um, I think Anthony Mackie was one of them Paul Rudd definitely oh, was there cool. uh, I think Kevin Feige was there so that was cool and then yeah I guess we come to the food right so and the merch so we know about the spider bots we've talked about those before because they've actually been on sale I think since like Christmas time uh, again a consequence mm. of the fact that this land has been delayed by pretty much a year so i think when downtown disney first reopened uh for shopping alone uh, they started selling those spider bots and you can say what you like about whether you think they're overpriced they do look quite cool and you can of course battle them if you buy uh, a couple uh, and then in terms of the yeah. food again this is stuff we had a decent look at before but you know able to see up close and personal now uh, you got uh, there's a shawarma place which uh, speaks for itself, uh, but looks pretty good. And then you've got the Pim Test Kitchen, where you've got these ridiculous, like, oversized or undersized dishes, like a chicken yeah. slider where the bun is tiny and the chicken's enormous, a huge chocolate <laughs> bar that you could probably kill a man with if you whacked him around the head with it, a, a, a Caesar salad where the crouton is enormous and, and dwarfs the rest of the salad in size. So some fun stuff. Uh, Josh, what are you ordering yeah. first if you turn up? pretzel for me i think pretzel is always uh very high on my list of things that i'd like to eat anyway mm. uh and a bigger one obviously bigger is better everyone knows this the disneyland paris pretzel is pretty good so if it's comparable to that but just bigger i'd be on board i like the look of the trauma it does look a little small but you know disney for you right um, well, that's only because the pim look, food is so good. big, Josh. It's just normal food just looks small now. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. And then you also uh, you also like the look of all the kind of Easter eggs dotted around the land. I guess that you know very much plays into what people have come to expect from the Marvel films. Are the Easter eggs, the post credit scenes? They've mm. been a staple of the series ever since it started. And of course, that uh, sense of fun and the winks and the nods have made their way into uh, the theme park land. So people have noticed stuff like the uh, soda that um, is part of the Incredible Hulk film, of all things, uh, you can get in the Pim Test Kitchen and there are references to it dotted around the land. Um, do, have you spotted any that you particularly liked? Yeah, so one of the things that you can buy in the Avengers uh, merch shop is the bottle that Iron Man or uh, Tony Stark drinks out of in his house. Uh, right. which is not a design of bottle that I've ever seen anyway, but I think it's a really cool kind of futuristic look for a water bottle. But just walking around, you've got like, uh, it used to be the old campus for Howard Stark's research laboratory before it became Adventures Campus. So you've got parking spots for Jarvis and Peggy Carter, uh, Howard Stark himself. Obviously, it's meant to be like a like an old, like, you know, kind of 20s uh, industrial um like site so it's all old brick buildings that they've then added the avengers campus onto uh so you get you know some of the rock work is some of the brickwork is falling away and uh some of the walls look a bit haggard and old on purpose um you've got things like uh the merch a kiosk is meant to look like one of the like joe when the hulk buster comes down from space and like lands and cracks all the ground Yes, that's uh, in. That's it's Age of Ultron. That one. Is that where uh, the Hulkbuster yes. first shows up in uh, in Nigeria? I think that's right. Yeah, I'm making that up. Um, they've done the same similar effect with this like 
uh, merchandise kiosk. So it's like all of the ground underneath it is all cracked, like it's landed from space, mm. which is you know really cool. And there's just little like nods and winks like that all around the old um, SSR logo. Is it? Do you know the the secret you know lab setup that was in Captain America: The First Avenger that like made Captain America. Yeah. Um, so there's like one of the logos from that is on painted on the back of a wall, like around a corner. It's really really cleverly done, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, when you've only got what two rides, one of which is not new, you need other <laughs> stuff to keep you poking around. So yes, just as well yeah. they filled it with references and Easter eggs. And I guess we we wait to see whether the uh, previously announced sort of e-ticket attraction, the uh, sort of shield heli carrier. Um, or Shield Quinjet rather based ride which you know was pitched as something that would kind of fly you through some cool battle scenes notably over Wakanda uh, whether or not that still happens and and how far down the line that might arrive but until then yeah it's Spider-Man it's Guardians of the Galaxy it's some weird food and some pretty fun looking character meet and greets uh, and that's your Avengers yes. Campus and I guess the the first not the first step, but the first big step, I would say, for Disney in terms of um, taking proper advantage of the MCU in their parks. And we'll see it develop over the coming years in, you know, Paris for us is probably the most exciting uh, part of that plan. What happens there uh, with the, you know, the rethemed rock and roller coaster and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it depends really how far or how much those plans have been set back by COVID. It's all still a little bit up in the air, but hopefully it's not stuff that we're waiting years and years and years for. But we'll have to wait yeah, and see. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for Avengers Campus. Uh, just one final thing on that Spider-Man ride and, and, and the queue system. Uh, a handy flowchart mentioned earlier, Carly Wiesel, who, who we had on the show last year to talk about Avengers Campus. She did uh, design a handy flowchart for people who are thinking uh, or wondering whether or not they'll be able to do both Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, and Rise of the Resistance during a trip to the Disneyland Resort. So, Josh, starting park, if it's Disneyland, try for Rise of the Resistance at 7am, which is very early. And and it just sums up the problems. We've already hit problem number one. You have to be up at 7am. Uh, yeah. Did you get a board? Abby's not going to manage it. Abby, absolutely no chance. You're right. Uh, did you get a boarding group? If the answer is no, uh, you move on to do you have a park hopper? If the answer is no, then you try again at noon. Uh, if the answer is yes, wow. uh, you can then try uh, for uh, web slingers or, of course, try again for Rise of the Resistance at noon, but you can't try for both. Now, if the answer was yes to do you have a boarding group, then you can, of course, end up on the ride. If you got on before noon, then you can then move over to Spider-Man. If you have a park hopper, you can then try for Spider-Man from noon if you if you rode Rise of the Resistance before noon. Are you, are you still with me, Josh? <laughs> um I think so. I think I, I think I need to see the flowchart okay, yes. uh, to to fully grasp this. Put it in but, the show notes. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of the same deal on the other side. So if your starting park is California Adventure, uh, just consider everything I just said, uh, but 
swap the rides around, essentially. Flip, flip reverse it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a nightmare by the sounds of things. This is, I'm sure this is what every child dreams of when they go to Disneyland for the first time. There's this kind of absolute faff yes. and requiring a flow yeah. chart to work out whether you can do the two big new rides on the same day. It's, um, how has it come to this? How has it come yeah. to this? Yeah. I mean, just know, right, just if they were built you know. today, uh, you would not be able to do the three Magic Kingdom mountains in one fell swoop, as we have been able to do for years and can still do because they haven't been bogged down by all the faff of boarding passes and the rest of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But if they were built today, they would have that stuff and you would not be able to do them all. It's great. Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it for Avengers. You could spend more money on a multi-day ticket. Oh, I couldn't possibly be so cynical. I think that's going to do it, Josh, unless you have anything else to add. No, that is it. Yeah. It's been a fairly, I will, I will front up and say it, a fairly low energy podcast for me this week. I'm quite knackered still. And I've now got to try and uh, get this edited for Sunday. I guess you'll know uh, when you listen to this if I made it. Uh, if this was a Sunday release or maybe it slipped to Monday. Uh, you'll know by the time you hear this. Uh, but either way, hope you have a good week, everyone. In the meantime, you can keep up with the show at Park Crush Podcast. Josh did some tweeting from his days out on holiday. I did. So you can go catch up on those. Um, uh, you can email I'll, the show. I'll, um, I'll link my Instagram as well. So uh, you can oh, see some of the photos. Self promotion. Uh, what's happened with the Twitch page, Josh? Do you you haven't plugged that for? I've a been while. I've been all busy. I've been away, and that's true. Uh, yeah, you have cinema's it. back now. Cinema so is busy this week as well. Cinema is back. Yes, uh, you can wish Josh a happy birthday. Uh, if this podcast has gone out on Monday, then happy birthday to you, Josh. If it went out on Sunday, then happy birthday for tomorrow, Josh. Thank you very much. Uh, you can wish Josh a happy birthday as well, of course, by tweeting us, as I said, or by emailing us, podcast at parkrush.com. Uh, you can also send him a birthday card. We'll put his full address in the show notes, <laughs> uh, which you can find at parkrush.com or newhighscore.co.uk. And you can also find us on your preferred podcasting app, of course. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Until then, take it easy. Stay safe. Get a vaccine. Goodbye. Goodbye.